really <laughs> clear about that opening to make sure I hit it, man. We have not recorded in weeks. Actually, it's been over a month. I looked when I was posting the two episodes that we had previously recorded. We haven't posted since April 15th, so... And we recorded those episodes quite a while ago, so yeah. Um, That's fine. I mean, we're in people's podcast recorders. They might have our podcast recorder, podcast, uh, you know, players, and it's a great thing about it. They don't have to... Uh, they, they don't have to lose interest. As soon as we regain our interest, it'll pop right back into their feed. So, <laughs> so yes, welcome back, everyone. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say sorry. I have nothing to apologize for. They can go make their own dang podcast if they want. Oh, would you please turn your phone off? It keeps dinging. Yeah, we got to figure that out. All right, there we go. <laughs> we got to figure it out. It's <laughs> called put it on silent. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just our schedules and everything, we... It it just no long it didn't really fit like our daily routine any longer. No, it didn't because you know as you all know I was working from like three in the afternoon till one thirty in the morning, but I was leaving like at two in the afternoon because of the person I had to ride with and because she had to start before me and so I was gone from basically two in the afternoon till two two thirty in the morning. And then you'd slept sleep till noon. Sleep till noon, <laughs> get ready and yeah, do it the next day. So, um, but that. Uh, Simon is over, so I'm home now all day, and so we're like, took a week off just to relax, and so now we're back at it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back in the routine here. Not a problem. So this episode, uh, we are, this is season six, episode 11, Appointment in Sumera? Yes. Sumera? Sumera. All right. Um... And, I mean, uh, this is one of the great things about Supernatural. They give you a lovely little recap to re, uh, rejigger your mind into remembering what the what was going on. And, yeah, pretty much uh, death uh, has been popping in and out of the show. Met at a pizza place. Of course, Sam Soul is uh, locked up in uh, hell along with Lucifer and Michael and Adam. I mean, it sounds like it's getting pretty crowded in there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I put the recap, you know, we have death, recap, oh, we see, and the Reaper, Tessa, we see Balthazar, Sam getting, wanting, or Dean wanting Sam to get his soul back, but yeah, you're right, I mean, it's been in the cage with Michael, Lucifer, and Adam's soul, so, um. Yeah, I'm sure they're all having fun down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Episode starts out, Dean pulls up in Chinatown at an address that he has. He goes inside. Uh, the butcher, like, uh, working, just automatically knows what he's there for, says go to the back, and buzzes him in. Goes up a stairwell, and Dean runs into Freddy Krueger. Yay, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> well, Robert England. Yeah. <laughs> it's always cool to see Robert England. It is. It really is. Um, when I was a kid, I mean, Freddy Krueger scared the hell out of me, and then I found out he was the good guy in V, and then instantly, <laughs> the entire Friday the 13th series was no longer scary. When I, I was like, oh yeah, he's an actor, and he was uh, a nice guy. Um, it was Nightmare on Elm Street, not Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and I, yeah, that instantly like defused that scary movie for me, and pretty much every other scary movie past then. Were you a big fan of V and Robert England in that? I mean, I think that's where everyone kind of met him. Yes, I yes, I I did watch that series or back in the eighties, I think it was. Um, yeah, V kicked ass. Yeah, it did. I really liked it, but then I was always a fan of uh, science fiction and things like that. So okay, 
he invites Dean into his office and uh, introduces him to Eva, uh, the nurse who's dressed very sexily, by the way. She does not look like, she looks like a naughty nurse. <laughs> she really does. Uh, Dean's pretty nervous, uh, but hands over a pile of cash. Uh, and also a letter to the doctor, like, oh, if there's any problems. Well, right then, you're like, ooh, Jesus, what are they doing? Oh, Dean's probably going to have himself killed and uh, come back to life. It, it, I, You put this together pretty quickly in your mind, I think, when you see them hand a letter, like, if something goes wrong and they're in a doctor's, shady doctor's office, there is no mystery. Did you notice who that letter was to? No. It's Ben Braden. That's his girlfriend Lisa's son. Oh, yeah. So, and even the doctor mentions, like, what, nothing for Sam? Because the doctor, you failed to mention that the doctor said, oh, I've sewn your daddy together more times than I care to to remember. So we know that this was a family friend, knew John, knows the boys. <coughs> yeah, knows he knows what they're up to. Uh, well, Eva puts a needle in his arm, like an eye. <coughs> oh, oh, good, the coughing. <laughs> the coughing. <laughs> For everyone who missed the coughing, it's back. <laughs> For the yeah, our, our future Wikipedia episode. <laughs> Make sure you put in there uh, that I coughed. Um, so yeah, puts it. Eva quickly puts an IV in. The doctor then shoots it up with something and says that he has three minutes. Dean's eyes roll in the back of his head. He flatlines. He dies. Ghost Dean and wakes up and looks around and sees himself. Uh, Ghostine then starts a quick chant, and that pulls Tessa, the Reaper, to him. And they chat for just a bit, because uh, he's like, hey, can I talk to your boss? And she's, I think she initially is like, uh, that isn't how this all works. And then he does show up, like, immediately. Yeah, she's like, we don't call him, he calls us. So but so she is very surprised when death was all of a sudden was there. Yep, Death is there. And by the way, Death is like the coolest character in this whole show. Just a super slender, skinny old man, but just the way that he talks in his presence, it's like very uh, respectable. Very respectable. And when you go through this series, you see that Dean is not afraid of anything except Death. He at first, does not treat death with a lot of respect, but death reminds him who he is. And right so you can look, see the look on Dean's face like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is death. Mm -hmm. So I think death really is the only character that Dean is. Dean's not even afraid of God when we meet God later. Dean's not even afraid of God. So, um, yeah. So death asks Dean, uh, what do you want? Uh, Dean explains that uh, he figures that he's about the only person, only thing that they know of that can break into the cage and get a soul out. And uh, Death's like, okay, who do you want, Sam or Adam? Uh, Dean picks Sam since he's been there for a year and Adam just went in there for a bit. No, Adam's soul has been in there just as long as Sam's has. Because remember when Sam drug Adam down into the pit with him? Oh, yeah, I thought Adam, Adam, okay. Yeah, I mean. If you say so. I, I thought Adam had just showed up there recently. No, 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 no. Uh, Michael was using Adam as a vessel. Lucifer was using Sam as a vessel. Sam took over, grabbed Adam. They both, so they have both been down there. Both their souls have been okay. there at the same time. It's just that, yeah, he told Sam, told Dean, you have to choose one. Well, naturally, he's going to choose Sam. He's known Sam all his whole life. All right. He well, doesn't know Adam from Adam. Uh, Dean is worried uh, that Sam's soul is broken and... Death explains that, uh, yeah, it's pretty screwed up. 
Uh, but, you know, I can't just slice off the bad parts and just bring back the good stuff. But what his plan is, is he's like, what I can do is put a soul back and then build a wall in his mind to keep the bad stuff out for now. Dean agrees, uh, but Death says that Death's like, okay, but this one, he's like, well, I didn't say I was just going to run off and do this. Like, you've got to do something for me. It's This is your prize. Is, I'll go do that for you. Death explains that he needs, Dean needs to put on his ring and be Death for 24 hours. Just put on his ring and go be him for 24 hours and he will go get that soul. No problem. Uh then Dean's like, why, why? And then right before Death explains why he needs to do it, the doctor brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of reminds me of, uh, it, it reminded me of Star Trek V, <laughs> or which one is it? that Six. they're Yeah, they're breaking off of the prison planet, and like <laughs> right as they're getting the explanation for everything, they get beamed up. And they're like, damn it, they couldn't have just waited just a couple more seconds. And I think they even asked, like, do you want to go back? And he's like, hell, hell no. Get us out of here. Yeah. yeah well, I was like, no, it's too cold. Uh, so, yeah, it's the exact same gag. Obviously, it, that I don't know how often that gag is, but I wouldn't be surprised if the writers weren't encouraged by her. Um, not encouraged, but what's that word I'm looking for? Inspired right, by right. that scene. So then we see Sam, Bobby, and Dean are hanging out. Uh, Sam, though, he's obviously had this plan explained to him because he is super annoyed with this plan and he's worried that basically this whole thing is going to kill him and turn his brain to jello. Bobby asks, what's, you know, this sounds good, but what is the deal? And at that point, Dean explains, oh, I got to go be death for a day. And I don't know why. At this point, Sam splits out the door. We then see Sam outside in the junkyard, looking around. Dean shows up and shows him, like, oh, were you looking for this? And Because he's already got the ring. Obviously, he hid the ring outside somewhere. And Yeah, it looks like he must have buried it down there because Sam was looking at, a like, a hole in the middle. Like, yeah. a little hole that was dug out in the middle. So, yeah, like, you looking for this? Got it. Sorry. They hide a lot of things out in that junkyard. That's a good place to hide bodies. <laughs> Except and, when they pop out of the ground. We've seen that before. Yeah, it is true. But what, what did we learn from that episode? I forget. Wood chipper trumps all. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sam then begrudgingly agrees to the plan. Dean wanders off, telling Bobby to keep an eye on Sam. Sam and Bobby are inside. Dean is outside, and he puts the ring on. Dean shows up, though, in the middle of a town, and Tessa is there and not happy. Uh, that, you know, he's like, boy, they'll just let anyone be deaf nowadays. <laughs> uh, Tessa explains, you know, okay, here's what we're doing today. Here we go, big boy. Uh, I've got a list of people. You walk up and touch them. They die. I reap them. Easy peasy. And Tessa's like, make sure you don't mess this up. Uh Sam, though, is in some place doing a... Sam is someplace doing a summoning. I guess out in one of the garages on Bobby's property? Yes, I assumed also that he was still on Bobby's... Well, yeah, he was still on Bobby's yeah. property. So, like, because, you know, Bobby runs a junkyard, and so he's got all these buildings. So, yeah. yes, he was performing some sort of some uh, spell. Balthazar shows up and tells Sam, this had better be good. And Sam says that he needs some advice, and uh, Cass really isn't the person to help him out with this question. Um, Sam wants to keep his soul out forever, 
He doesn't want it back. And Balthazar's like, no problem. I'll do that for free for you. And because uh, screwing over Dean just sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, the only problem is Balthazar just needs uh, one other uh, ingredient. Says that he needs his father's blood. And then at this point, Sam says, well, my dad's dead. And he's like, well, it doesn't have to be your blood father, but just the person that's been your father or something like that. He says some sort of cryptic riddle. He says the father of your blood does not have to be your blood father. And so yeah. right away we know what Sam is thinking. Well, I don't. I was confused by all, I was all hell by that riddle. We'll get to it in here in a minute. Yes, though. we will. Dean and Tessa are walking down the street uh, to the first place that they got to do some reaping. They show up at a robbery, and then they're so it's like an Asian uh, convenience store, you know, pretty pretty typical Korean convenience store. Uh, there's a guy behind the counter with a little kid, and then there's uh, just this scraggly white dude, you know, druggy robbing him. And at this, I'm like, oh no, who's dying? The old man, the kid, or the robber? What's gonna happen? Uh, well, the robber uh, ends up getting shot. The uh, the old man behind the counter just pulls out a gun and shoots him right in the chest. Uh, at first, you know, he shoots him, lays down, and Tess is like, yep, there you go. Give him a touch. Kill him off. And Dean has a r- rough time at the very beginning. He's like, ooh, give me a minute. No, no, you no. Sure no. You're in a lot of, are you sure he's in a lot of pain? Well, no. Dean says, is he in excruciating pain? And Tessa says, yes. It's like, okay, um, give me a minute. Dean wanted him to suffer. Oh, I didn't get that. I thought yes. Dean was feeling bad about doing this. Oh, no, no. Dean wanted him to suffer. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the uh, Dean then touches him, the robber then, the ghost robber, uh, or the robber in ghost form, I should say, is standing between them, and he asks Dean, why? I'm like, oh, come on, man, why? And Dean's just like, well, mostly because you're a dick. Enjoy the ride down, pal. Trust me, sauna gets hot. <laughs> then they come across the dude uh, eating some pizza and like a lot of like he had a half a pizza with him in the park. Yes, he, he like, had multiple slices. Well, it looks like he had a whole a box with a whole pizza that he had eaten. <laughs> looks like about half of it was something you would see on my six hundred pound life. Yeah, everyone, pizzas are meant to be eaten like one or two slices, not the whole thing. Exactly. Although I'm guilty of that from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just act like a snob and say don't do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, he's, uh, yeah, he's going to have a heart attack. And uh, Dean touches him. Heart attack, ghost guy shows up. He's like, why? And then Dean's like, well, probably the extra cheese. And then the heart attack dude, this is a pretty funny scene, because the heart attack dude's like, well, before I go, what does it all mean? And Dean's stumped. He doesn't know what to say. So he just says, everything is dust in the wind. And this the look on this guy's face goes from like, oh, my God, I'm going to get secrets of the universe. And then his face just slumps. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> the it. meaning of life is a Kansas, Kansas song. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tess is like, sorry, he's new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sorry he's new is pretty funny, too. We see Sam is uh, at Bobby's. He's back inside of Bobby's house. Uh, well, at this point, that's when I figured out that whole cryptic father riddle. I was like, oh, duh, Bobby's blood is who he needs. Yes. Dean is in the hospital. You know, now these aren't all going to be easy deaths. Dean's in the hospital, and there's a 12-year-old girl that now needs to die. Um, 
like, ooh, this is going to be bad. Well, then, like, the father and the daughter are sitting in the hotel, or not hotel room, hospital room, and the father is showing the daughter pictures of her mother when she was a kid. So it was like, oh, Jesus, the mother has already died. Mm -hmm. And then Dean's like, is this guy going to have any family left? And Tessa's like, nope. <laughs> Pretty much just going to take away his only meaning of life. Um, so Dean pushes back on why he has to do it. And who's making these calls anyways? And Dean wants the little girl to live and tells Tessa that, fine, she's not going to die today, though, on my watch. And he walks off. But Tessa does warn him. She's like, there's going to be consequences if you don't do this. And he just like, nope, not going to happen. Yep. Sam and Bobby are playing poker. By the way, just two people playing poker like that with chips is about the boringest game ever. I realize that, but I think they were just trying. Bobby was just trying to get Sam to pass the time while Dean was gone. There's better games two people can play to pass the time than just <laughs> poker back and forth. <laughs> it seems so ridiculous. Two people. Um, back at the hospital, we get good news. The little girl's heart is fully healed. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, Sam tries to get the drop on Bobby. He like goes for beers or Bobby goes for beers and then Sam creeps up behind him. But Bobby's got a club hidden in the refrigerator, I guess, and gets up and smashes, um, Sam in the face, knocks him down. Uh, but Bobby turns around and Sam has vanished. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby's walking around the house in the dark looking for Sam. Uh, Bobby hides in the closet, but Sam chops the door down. And uh, it's a total uh, The Shining moment, and they even reference it, because Bobby's like, you aren't going to say, here's Jack, or here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's nice that there's a reference, you know, when someone chops a door down with an axe. Yeah. Uh, then we see that Bobby, what is this? Uh, but, oh, he falls through the floor. Somehow well, Bobby's got a trap door and then s drops Sam through the floor. Yes, because Sam says, Bobby, you shouldn't have, you know, corn got yourself in a corner like that. And Bobby's like, oh, I didn't. And yeah, then he pulls the lever and sure enough, right outside that door, there was a trap door. Boom, Sam falls. He's in the basement. Yep. Um, Bobby has Sam locked in the basement. And Bobby then is like, what is this all about, you jackass? What is going on? Sam explains uh, that there's a spell involved and uh, to keep his soul out because he's worried about his dying or his body, brain, whatever, melting down once he gets his soul back. Sam stops responding to Bobby, and Bobby gives us his classic balls <laughs> and uh, opens the door and goes down the stairs. Bobby finds some blood on that angel chamber, demon chamber, whatever that wacky chamber is that they got down there. Yes, it's to keep uh, demons out. Yeah. Well, it keeps everything out. Cass can get in. Can he? I yeah. thought that thing was lined with everything to keep both sides out. No, it's just, it's iron and then lined with salt, because iron and salt keep um, ghosts and demons out. Okay. Um, back at the hospital... Uh, we see that a nurse gets to go home early uh, because since that little girl, she was going to have a heart surgery or something like that. And uh, so this nurse gets to go home early, uh, but she was in a car crash and now she has to die. And Tessa's there like, see, you didn't kill the little girl and now a whole chain reaction. You've screwed up the natural order of things. Mm -hmm. um, so 
Dean goes in, touches the nurse. Ghost nurse ghost uh, is like, hey, why? And then Tess is like, because he screwed up. You should have lived decades and had grandkids. And yeah, it would have been awesome for you. But no, this guy screwed up. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Dean just feels awful. Says he's sorry. The husband comes in crying, making Dean feel even worse. Yes, he does. Yeah, the husband is just traumatized. He goes running in there and he's crying. And so. They are uh, back then in that little girl's room, and Tessa tells Dean, like, she's got to die. I mean, you're disrupting the natural order of things. Yes, and he even, she even tells him, you know, he must still die. Otherwise, she says, chaos and sadness will follow her for the rest of her life. So, yes, this is going to have some serious repercussions, not just in the natural order of things, but also in her life, because it's possible... What if something she does causes a death that wasn't supposed to happen? That's what I'm thinking that she's, you know, Tessa's talking about. Possibly. We don't know. Bobby's in the junkyard looking for Sam. Uh, Sam hits Bobby in the back of the head with a pipe. Knocks him out. Uh, back, though, at the hospital, that distraught father hopped in his car, took off drinking and driving, playing loud music. Dean's riding shotgun with the distraught father. Now, remind you, you can't see Dean in physical format. He's playing death, so he's just, I don't know, he's on that spiritual plane. They never really explain, like, what that place is called that they're in, where they can see dead people and live people. They just call it the veil. Okay. That's all they do. Uh, so he's in the veil, riding shotgun. Uh, but this dude is just, like, flying down the road, about ready to smash into the side of a bus, yet again screwing up the natural order of everything because mm -hmm. this is just the chain reaction going wild uh dean can't do anything about it so he takes his ring off yanks the wheel and makes him crash you know avoids the bus makes him crash into another parked car dean gets out of the car uh dean though now dean is uh corporeal yes um yells for tessa tessa's nowhere to be seen uh the driver though starts coming awake and sees dean uh, kind of like, first, like, who is this guy in the car that just crashed my car that just magically showed up? Mm -hmm. So he's pretty wigged out by that. And then, like, Dean's got his back to him, and he slips the ring back on, on again, and he vanishes like Frodo in front of him. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> you know that there was going to be a Frodo reference in this. <laughs> Come on. I never thought about it, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, definitely like Frodo in Lord of the Rings. Uh. Dean then is with Tessa again, and they are back at the hospital. Uh, Dean tells, Dean is pretty much figured out, like, oh, crap, I do have to kill this kid. Like, everything around her is going to go ape shit. Mm -hmm. He's finally gotten the message. He leans over into the father's ear and says, you better tell her, you better say goodbye, pal. And uh, right then, you see him kind of summoning awake, and he's like, oh, I, I nodded off. And then the daughter dies right in front of him, just mm -hmm. flat lines. Ghost Girl then is there um, in the veil with them, and uh, she said uh, she said that she is uh, my notes here are garbage. Ghost Girl is said that she is leave her dad behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I have the IMDb up, and she says I'm dead, and Sam or Dean says he's sorry. Chess, what about my dad? And Dean's like, ah, oh, he'll be fine. She's like, really? Dean admits he's got no idea. And she's like, well, I can't just leave him. It's not fair. Well, she asks why. 
or he says, I know, but then she asks why. He says, well, because of the natural order of things. And she says, natural order is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, I agree with you there. So. Yep. Sam, uh, back to Sam and Bobby's adventures in the junkyard. Sam has Bobby tied up, and he's just got done picking out and sharpening his favorite huge-ass knife. And uh, right as he goes to plunge the knife into Bobby's chest, Dean steps in, grabs his hand, stops him, and punches Sam and knocks him out cold. Dean and Bobby are then talking about how to handle Sam long-term because, obviously, he's capable of anything at this point. Uh, Dean and Sam then kind of look at each other through the door, and you can tell that they're really not happy with each other. No, yeah, because uh, yeah, at this point, after Dean knocked him out, he and Bobby got Sam into that cell and have him handcuffed to the bed that's in there and locked in there. So Dean is kind of looking through that little hole in the door, kind of like a jail cell. Yeah, definitely not happy with each other, that's for sure. So, the, they go. Dean goes back upstairs, and our buddy Death is uh, hanging out in the dining room, and he's got hot dogs, like a big bag of uh, Pink's hot dogs from L.A. Even in, I wish they would have said Pink's, but they didn't. They just said famous L.A. hot dogs. Yeah. That's, that's the only one. We're not talking Dodger dogs here, people. Those things are disgusting. Yeah, I, you're right. I, the only thing I could think of, too, when he said, oh, a famous, this is their bacon dog. Yeah. I, immediately, I thought of Pink's, too. I, why didn't they just say that? Maybe they couldn't. Maybe because it's uh, trademarked or something. And I don't know. It would have been cool to, to do a little Pink's shout out. Everyone knows Pink's. <laughs> um, but I thought it was cool, too. Like, Death brought him. One for him. He's like, here, I brought you one. They're really good. From L.A. <laughs> like, death is so cool. I know he is. <laughs> I mean, what a... This, he's the kind of guy that would bring a bag of ice to a party. Yeah, he would. He really would. God, the cool... <laughs> here's a pro tip for everyone out there. If you get invited to a party, bring a bag of ice. Oh, no kidding. Everyone runs out of ice. It is so annoying to me. Every... It, it, it's the best thing. You just big bag of ice. Even if they don't have a place to put it, just put it in the sink. It's ice. It's $3. You throw the bag away in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, Dean uh, Dean looks pretty, you know, he's like, I think he's pretty happy that, like, death is there, I guess. Or, like, not happy, but he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you again. I screwed up. I'm sorry. I, I really sucked at being you. I screwed up. And Death then asks him very... Uh, God, he's such a great actor here. He's slowly and methodically like, Well, if you could do it all over again, would you have killed the little girl? And Dean says, Yep. And Death's pretty happy that he got the message that this whole natural order thing needs to stay intact as much as possible because when it gets screwed up, He's not the one cleaning up the mess. Yes, he says, today you got a hard look behind the curtain. Wrecking the natural order is not quite such fun when you have to mop up the mess, is it? So, yeah, he's right. Dean's like, yep, made your point. I messed up. Here's basically, here's your ring back. Yeah, Death goes on to explain just a little bit more about his gig and says, though, he's proud of Dean. He learned something today. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he failed, uh, Death agrees to, he's like, okay, you know, you got the message. That was a point. You didn't, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't just purely a test to torture you. It was, it was a learning moment and you learned. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go back and grab Sam's soul. Um, and Death says, you guys, uh, Sam and Dean, you 
you screw up the natural order of things on a global scale. <laughs> so please stop doing that so much. But you guys are on the path and you're digging into something with this whole souls missing thing. There's something fishy going on. And it would be cool if you guys could figure out what the truth is because even says in here like souls are really valuable. So I mean it sounds like someone's stealing souls, basically. Yes, because Dean Dean, Death told him soul can be bludgeoned, tortured, but never broken, not even by me. And he does tell him that to keep digging, souls are very valuable, and he wants Dean to keep digging because it is about the souls. Yeah, so uh, then Dean, at this point, comes running down the stairs, yells at Bobby, open up the door! They peek inside, and Death is in there, and uh, he shows up with, like, an old-timey doctor medicine bag, opens it up, light shining, lights pouring out of it. We know it's, it's his soul. And Death tells Sam, don't scratch at the wall, and he starts putting uh, Sam's soul back in. The end. Yes, oh, I was going to say something. I lost my train of thought. thought. Yes, he brings the soul out. Sam is really, really right in the fight, this, but of course he's uh, handcuffed to this bed. He's like, no, no, don't do it. And Death says, you know, I'm going to put this in you. I'm going to pull the wall up. It's going to itch, but don't scratch it. You're not going to like what you find, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that was the end of the episode. Sam screaming and hollering, and so... We're going to have to wait to the next episode to find out, is Sam okay? Did, his, did the wall hold up? Did his brain melt? What happened to Sam? I think this is the first episode where Sam and Dean are not together through much of it. You know, they aren't on an adventure, you know, hunting something. Uh, that didn't annoy me. I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the whole Dean and Tessa adventures, you know. That was, that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, because you're right. Well, because Death is... So, I'm sorry. This sounds, Death is such a great character. He's so much fun. It made up for the fact that Sam and Dean were in a lot of scenes together and didn't have a lot of interaction with each other. Yeah, Just, I think you're right. It's because we got so much Death in there that, <laughs> that I didn't miss... I really didn't miss Sam at all. <laughs> Screw Sam. Yeah, bring on it. Yeah, where's the spinoff that revolves around death? They tried all these other crazy spinoffs. I like this whole natural order spinoff. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Where death has like a little class of maybe like four or five other dudes that he's training <laughs> in all the wacky adventures they get in by killing the wrong people. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, but one thing that we forgot to uh, mention, a kind of a funny line um, with Dean, and we have to remember this per first aired in 2010. And now it's 2021. But Tess, when she's first talking to Dean after he puts the ring on, says, just so you know, when people die, they're going to have questions for you. Well, not you, but death. And Dean's like, you mean, like, how did Betty White outlast me? <laughs> Which is funny because 2021, and as far as I know, Betty White is still alive. So it's 11 years later, and she's outlasting a lot of people. Yeah, Betty White's still alive. She's the bomb. We always make this joke that whenever, like, two celebrities die, we always make that joke, like, oh, Betty White, she must be crapping her pants right now. That yeah. poor lady. She's Every... such a sweetheart, though. Yeah, she is, uh, but, I mean, she's just on everyone's radar of, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't leave us, Betty. Because all the other Golden Girls are gone. Oh, yeah, she's the only one left. Yeah. It's... 
what was that show? She, she was on some sort of show where they screwed with old people. Remember? Or screwed with people. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was, was kind of like, like, it was like punked for senior citizens. I Yeah, I, it was like punked, candid camera. It was that same formula. It was hysterical. Because they're just innocent old people screwing with the public. <laughs> and, it's just, and it was literally like Betty White and her friends. Yeah. That's fun. It was. You know, I'm going to have to look that up now. So, yeah, this is a really fun episode. I mean, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense as a one-off if you were to recommend. If someone was to ask me what episode of Supernatural would should I watch, well, this you can't really point them to this one. Because, like, well, there's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't make any sense. But I think it's, this is a high point. This is I like this. This one stand, stood out to me. It was really fun. It did. Why is this not bringing anything up? There we go. Uh, got it? I mean, we got listeners waiting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You keep talking. I'm trying to find it. It's not listening. Oh, not listening. You, people have IMDb. They can look up Betty White's Screwing With People show. <laughs> she was, of course, in Hot in Cleveland. Yeah, that wasn't a great show, too. I, I really like that. That was a TV Land uh, original, I think. Remember when TV Land used to show old shows and then they just started making their own? No, I don't remember. Because nobody wants to watch Leave It to Beaver and Happy Days anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was like their original show that they came out with. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Because um, it also has that other lady that you like who's on Food Network a lot. Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Hot in Cleveland, sunny in Philadelphia. Boy, you know, if you want to make a show, just come up with a town and a weather phenomenon. <laughs> Hurricanes in Minneapolis. That's my next, That's the next show. <laughs> Tornadoes in Toledo. There you go. I can think of them all there. Uh, anything else with this episode? Do, I mean, do we have a death count? Um, yes. <laughs> it's all innocent people. Well, yes, it's the robber. The heart attack victim, the nurse, and the little girl. Those are yeah. the four deaths, unfortunately. Yeah, there was no big battles, nothing like that. It was just a you know, nice little adventure, and then Dean and Bobby duking it out. Mm -hmm. Dean and Bobby playing real-life Clue. When he got hit in the back of the head with the lead pipe, I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, that was Sam and Bobby's. Uh, Sam and Bobby. Yeah, Sam and Bobby's Clue adventure. Oh, okay. It was called Off the Rockers. Which senior citizens play practical jokes on the younger generation. So that was a Betty White show that we were thinking. It's hysterical. If you find it, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, it's good for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, out of all those shows, I just want to uh, shout out BQ Quinn. Um, Impractical Jokers the best. <laughs> Impractical Jokers is the best version of that format ever produced. It is funny. It really is funny. Because those people have to do incredible incredibly embarrassing stunts mm -hmm. you know it isn't embarrassing the public it's embarrassing each other which i really like <laughs> you know because you can just sure you can set up a soda machine that just sprays water in people's face and film it for a day but like how fun is that just seeing people get screwed with uh seeing you know those guys torture each other is fantastic so sure because they're but of their own jokes no one else yeah no one else i mean they do screw with people in the sense that um 
or there was one. I remember there was one over there in the grocery store, and they had to sneak up to someone's cart and take something out of it. So yeah. In that way, but but the, if they didn't succeed with their challenges, then they had to do this really really embarrassing thing at the end of the episode. So yeah, it was all in good fun. <laughs> uh, anything else? Um, no, not really that I can think of. Although I love this episode because I love death. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> death heavy episode. <laughs> So just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi, but better yet, we have a website curated through thick and thin, through vacation and us working every day, actually, by Penny herself, called coupleofidgets.com. Over there, you can get uh, every single episode. Uh, you can stream it there. You can download it. You can leave comments. You can subscribe to it. All the information is there, coupleofidgets.com. Com. So check that out. Subscribe today. You can't go wrong. I mean, it's free. That's true. It's really good entertainment, too. Yeah, now that we don't sound like garbage either. I, I can't even go back to those early episodes. I, I, mean, I, 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 I,